a Podcast One production. Your Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Tuesday, the 2nd of February. Prime Minister Scott Morrison is warning Australians they should not expect an immediate change once a COVID vaccine is rolled out. The federal government is aiming to offer the jab to all Australians by October this year, with frontline health workers and the vulnerable set to be the first to receive the jab at the end of this month. But Mr Morrison has told Channel 9 at this stage it's not known if the vaccine will stop the transmission of the virus. People will be protected against severe disease. It means that, you know, we won't see those terrible cases where people get the virus to its worst effect. We still don't know at this point to the extent at which it stops transmission. That doesn't mean it doesn't. It just means that it's too soon from the evidence that we have. While a news poll out today shows three in four Australians will get the vaccine, while a quarter are either against it or undecided. And in breaking news this morning, the US government has announced a multi-million dollar deal with a Brisbane-based company to roll out its rapid at-home COVID test. Alum's coronavirus test kit was given approval by US regulators last year. The nasal swab can be performed at home with results back via a smartphone app in around 15 minutes with a predicted 95% accuracy. To WA now, and investigations are still underway this morning to determine exactly how a hotel security guard became infected with the highly contagious UK strain of COVID. Questions are also being asked when the WA authorities knew about the infection and when they alerted federal authorities. Two investigations have been launched into the latest infection, which has sparked a five-day lockdown for millions of residents in key areas of WA. It's believed the infected guard had not worked as a rideshare driver for a number of weeks. But experts are concerned about another case from hotel quarantine. Here's Dr Andrew Miller, president of WA's AMA. We don't want to see this worker being thrown under the bus. Uh, They were put into a system that we believe uh, was demonstrably uh, inadequate and therefore it is the system that needs to be assessed every bit as much as the individual's action. And that's a stance backed up by leading epidemiologists who have been calling for a complete overhaul of our COVID hotel quarantine system for months. Professor Mary Louise McClaws says purpose-built facilities need to be established and daily rapid testing of all quarantine staff compulsory. Purpose-built facilities is really um, the name of the game uh, for your mental health, but also so that you can do some exercise, can get some uh, sun and fresh air. No one wants to be in air conditioning for 14 days. Uh, And also it needs to be staffed by highly trained staff um, who are really exemplars in quarantine um, care and safety. Overseas now, and a state of emergency has been declared in Myanmar after the military seized power. The coup follows growing tensions over November's election results, with de facto leader Aung San Suu Kyi and a number of other senior members of the National League for Democracy Party detained. 
US White House Secretary Jen Psaki says they are keeping a close eye on developments. I think it's a message to all countries in the region, countries who um, you know will be asked to respond uh, or to consider what the appropriate response will be um, in reaction to uh, the events that have happened over the past couple of days. And latest data shows strong job numbers and a boost in the real estate market are fueling a faster-than-expected economic recovery in Australia. The Reserve Bank is also meeting today on interest rates and we'll have more details on this coming up shortly in Finance. Now for a look at what else is making news around the country this Tuesday morning. And first to Queensland, a man has been denied bail after being charged over the gang rape of two girls in a Brisbane park last December. Our reporter Eleanor Harrison-Dengate has more. The 19-year-old is one of four men charged with offences related to the repeated sexual assault of two 15-year-old girls. He faces 41 charges, including 16 counts of rape, nine counts of assault with intent to commit rape, two counts of threats and two of stupefying to commit an indictable offence. The teenage girls had allegedly been given cannabis and alcohol when they met a group of men at a park in Brisbane South on December 28 when the offences allegedly took place. The other three men are among in custody and haven't applied for bail. Altogether, the four have been charged with more than 160 offences. To Melbourne now, and after enduring the toughest lockdowns and restrictions in Australia during the pandemic, there are now very promising signs the city is bouncing back. The number of people returning to the CBD is on the increase, but while there's still a long way to go, our reporter James Lake says the stats are moving in the right direction. Yes, Tash, the city has well and truly come a long way from its months in the depths of Stage 4 lockdown last year. Melbourne City Council uses pedestrian counters at its major intersections and says yesterday they recorded the most people in the CBD since March of last year when we first started lockdown. The number of pedestrians has also doubled in the past fortnight since people were encouraged to return to city offices. Public transport is still pretty quiet, though, with the state government expecting our trains, trams and buses to get to about 80% capacity by the middle of this year. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined by Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool. And good morning, Scott. As we reported earlier, great news for the Aussie economy with the latest jobs figures and the booming real estate market. Tash, good morning. It is such a good news story. And, I, you know, it's nice to be a finance commentator at this time of year or this stage, stage of the market because all the data is going up. Unless, of course, you're looking to buy a new home, and that's tough for new home buyers who've really seen house prices escalate away from them over the last few months. But as you say, the, the bigger picture story here is the economic recovery continues apace. This is the last in, in a great stream of data just showing how quickly and how strongly the economy is recovering. We know, of course, there are still people with not enough work or out of work, so we don't want to ignore that. But, gee, at a total level, if you could have asked for this six, nine months ago, um, you would have paid a high price for it and it would have been absolutely worth it. And we've certainly off to a great start in 2021. And, Scott, as we mentioned earlier, the Reserve Bank is set to meet today to make a decision on what they're going to do with interest rates. And it will be very interesting to see what they do, of course, as we mentioned, house prices are going through the roof and that uh, that heat in the economy is being fueled by a low supply of houses on the market and also how cheap interest rates are at the moment. Look, I think this is the really, really difficult thing for the RBA. They have shown themselves over the past 12 months to be super, super keen to be what the boffins call accommodative. In other words, they are trying everything to push the economy higher. We know they've been buying bonds, they've cut rates, 
even their inflation targeting has moved from an expectation of inflation to waiting for sustained inflation. In other words, kicking that can six or nine months further down the road than they otherwise might have. And yet now they've got this situation where I think that plus the government activity has been way too effective in terms of, you know, money is so cheap right now. It is pushing house prices up, as you say. We saw clearance rates in auction last weekend of 81%, which is up 20 percentage points on the same time last year. So I don't know what the RBA thinks it can or should do, but I have to say at some point they're going to have to start to just preemptively apply the brakes a little bit to make sure we don't careen ourselves off a cliff and then have to recover after that. Yeah, indeed. Also making news today, my gosh, the shenanigans are continuing on Wall Street, Scott, and now this time silver is up 11%. Oh, Not gold, just silver? <laughs> That's right. This is, this is, I mean, look, it's a gift that keeps on giving this Reddit GameStop story, right? So the shorters, in theory, have moved on from GameStop, at least a little bit. The shares of GameStop were down overnight, and it looks like now silver is in their sights. It is the highest price in years. It's up over $30 and up 11% overnight alone. Now, that's not the sort of gains we saw on GameStop shares, but silver is a much, much bigger commodity. The total value was so much larger, and this sort of this sort of jump is almost unprecedented, certainly in modern times, and it really is the next phase of this part of the story. Short sellers who maybe are still reeling from GameStop are now going to feel it on silver. Uh, the Reddit crowd certainly aren't finished, that's for sure. They certainly aren't. And Westfield is among the many companies whose share prices are benefiting from what they're calling the Reddit effect. <laughs> that's right. So that's a good point. So here's the here's the thing with that. I mean, obviously the, the the story about Reddit was they're targeting companies that have been shorted. In other words, investors have bet on those to fall, and they're the ones the Reddit crowd are targeting. So GameStop, of course, the, the big one of those. Westfield, Treasury, Wine Estates, and others here on our market have been seriously shorted by a whole lot of people expecting worse results from these companies. But now those very investors who are hoping to profit from the falls are getting cold feet, wondering if they might be the next target of this crowd or someone like them. And that's really prompting a lot of them to close their short positions. Now, to get through all the jargon, basically, if you do that, you have to buy the shares back, which pushes the price up. And as I said, Westfield benefited yesterday, Treasury on Friday. It's certainly been a weird old market in the start of 2021. And Coca-Cola Amatol is about to become European as a takeover bid passes its last legal hurdle. Yeah, we think so. So at the moment, there's a $9 billion bid in from Coke Europe. So the bottler in Europe looking to buy Coca-Cola Amatol here at home, of course, Amatol having business here, uh, New Zealand, Fiji, Indonesia. It's passed the Foreign Investment Review Board decision, so that's a really big one. And we know in the past little while, particularly in you know, Chinese-based acquisitions, have been knocked back, so that's a good thing. Remains to be seen with a couple more cents a share on offer from Coke Europe to make this deal actually go through, to sweeten the deal, if I can use a, a sugar-related pun. <laughs> uh, but Sorry. But at the, uh, at the moment, at least the, the, the third deal is through. Uh, remains to be seen as what, what price the shareholders want, but this is almost a done deal. Sounds sweet. There you go. Another joke there for you. Happy Tuesday. Massive day in business and finance. Thanks for the update, Scott. Thanks, Dash. Time to check sport now with Brett Thomas. And Brett, the controversy with Collingwood continues after a damning report. Yeah, absolutely. A savage response to the way that Collingwood has handled that report into allegations of racism. Of course, this was an external uh, review, if you like, but commissioned by the club and it was leaked yesterday. It was completed in December. That was when Eddie Maguire said he was going to step down as president. Interesting timing. So now it's been leaked. They were forced to front a press conference yesterday and uh, Eddie Maguire certainly winning. No new fans. In fact, immediate calls for him uh, to step down. This was triggered by Haritia Lumumba. He was a premiership player 
play with the Magpies. Uh, he claimed that he was subjected to racist abuse during his time at the club. Now, this report didn't actually look at those claims because uh, Lumumba wouldn't speak to them, but it looked at uh, some of the allegations of racism over a long history found that systemic racism did exist, although not quite according to Eddie Maguire, the president. This is how he started the press conference yesterday. This is an historic and proud day for the Collingwood Football Club. Now, obviously, that raised a few eyebrows, including from Tanya Hosh. She is the AFL's Inclusion and Social Policy General Manager, and she was on uh, 7.30 on the ABC last night. Perhaps not the form of words that I would uh, highlight, Um Obviously a very sobering day. Um, confronting issues of racism is uh, never easy. So immediate calls for Eddie to step down. You doubt that he would uh, go out without a fight, of course. Lumumba tweeting last night a number of tweets, but uh, to sum that up, he said it was bizarre, painful to watch, and uh, disappointing that uh, Maguire's final year will be marked by yet another self-inflicted racism scandal. Mm. And also making news in sport today, Brett, Justin Langer won't be going anywhere despite reports of a rift in the dressing rooms. Yeah, this came out uh, over the weekend in uh, nine newspapers that uh, his leadership style was starting to wear thin on some members of the test side, uh, especially during that series against India. Now, you can imagine probably it would. They were spending so much time together uh, moving from quarantine bubble to quarantine bubble. Langer responded to those reports does admit that he's an intense and sometimes grumpy character but he's disappointed that uh, some team members have spoken anonymously to the media the only disappointing thing from the weekend's report was that um there was discussion that was coming from within the camp i'd rather they come straight to me i mean that's the australian way as i know it and uh, as you said tash said that he won't be going anywhere in fact he wants to be there for the next ashes series in a couple of years time And Brett, not long to go now. Plenty of Aussies in action today and tonight in the lead-up events to the Aussie Open. Yeah, we'll start with the ATP Cup. That uh, begins tonight, of course. The new team tournament that's really rivalling, maybe even gone past the Davis Cup. Uh, uh, Leighton Hewitt is the captain of the Aussie side. That doesn't mean he actually plays. It's different terminology that they use. He's effectively a coach in this tournament. He won't be holding back Alex Dimonor when he takes on Spain's Rafa Nadal tonight. Now, Dimonor battled through the tournament last year with an injury. That forced him to pull out of the Australian Open, where, of course, we want him to be at peak fitness for. Uh, Hewitt, uh, speaking tonight, says he's confident that that won't be happening again. I don't think he can do much. Once he's out there, he's going to go um, 100% and give absolutely everything he's got. He's playing for his country. He's wearing the green and gold. Now, Bernard Tomic has withdrawn from the Murray River Open with a knee injury. He was due to take on Nick Kyrgios in the second round. That would have been uh, fascinating, considering what Nick had to say about Bernard's uh, girlfriend's complaints while they are in hotel quarantine. Ash Barty on court tonight as well. She's in the Yarra Valley Classic second round. Had a bye in the first round. And a little bit of NRL news just to finish on. Boyd Cordner out for 12 weeks. Still feeling the effects of concussion he suffered last year in the uh, Origin opener. So uh, the Roosters applying for some salary cap relief from the NRL. Good to see they're taking concussion seriously. Thanks so much, Brett. Thanks, Tash. Checking the weather details around the country now this Tuesday morning. Firstly to Brisbane, 28 and showers today. Possible morning storm on the way for Sydney and a top of 24. Partly cloudy and 19 today for Melbourne. Shower or two expected for Canberra with a high of 25 degrees. Partly cloudy and 20 degrees for Hobart today. Cloud clearing from Adelaide, 25 the expected top. Sunny and a very warm 37 on the way today for Perth. And rain with a top of 29 degrees expected this Tuesday for Darwin. 
and a win for Prince Harry in his constant battle with the British press. The Royal has settled a legal dispute with the Mail Online and received significant damages over an article alleging he had turned his back on the Royal Marines. A lawyer for the Duke of Sussex saying in court the baseless, false and defamatory stories published constituted not only a personal attack on his character, but also wrongly brought into question his service to the country. Meantime, Meghan is also taking separate legal action against the same newspaper for publishing a private letter to her dad. The amount awarded to Prince Harry has not been made public, but will go towards the Invictus Games Foundation, with the Duke of Sussex saying so he could feel something good had come out of the situation. And that's all you need to know to start your day with your morning agenda. In your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning, please rate and review and you can also follow us on your socials at Your Morning Agenda on Instagram. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.